What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 436 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Snap twice. <laughs> there you go. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagan. Is that snap? I got the power? Is that what that is? You will attack, and you don't want that. <laughs> you, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, it's our review of the biggest show in Netflix history. English-speaking. <laughs> <laughs> not, not bigger than Squid Games, but right. the biggest show, English-speaking television series in Netflix history. That's right. Tim Burton's Wednesday. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Markellis Reagans, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty good. I had a good creative week. I wanted to get a new design up on the uh, T Public store. Uh, so um, it would be ready before Christmas time. And uh, I did a shirt that I've been dreaming about for a while. A nice little tribute to my boy, J.J. Uh, Abrams and episode nine with the uh, Palpatine return line. Uh, I've realized in these three years after episode nine that I'm just going to lean heavily more into my love of it. So uh, I'm about to get real annoying with my uh, Star Wars love. But uh, yeah, I, I got a shirt up uh, in a public store. And I also put together a podcast journal because every year I have to get a new journal so I could, you know, keep my notes together. I have to monitor like the, the levels and the recording and the soundboard. So I like to have all of my notes together in one pace and in one place. And I can never find a journal that could incorporate everything that I need. And for even though I've been doing a show for years, it just occurred to me I could just make my own journal that has a space for everything that I need. So uh got my journal ready, got my comp got my uh, t-shirt done. So I'm having a good creative week this week. Awesome. Awesome. That's good to hear. That shirt is hilarious and now available in our T public store. <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, how are you? I am uh, getting over the flu. It is the first year I've ever missed my flu shot, and I'm pissed. I'll never do it again. Is that specifically why you got the flu, is because you didn't get the flu shot? That's what I would assume, because I have never gotten the flu up until this point. Every year that I've gotten the flu shot, which has been like my entire life, because I've always been a sickly human. And I thought I got it this year, but... It was actually last year that I got it. Oh. I don't even know what year it is half the time. <laughs> so uh, I missed it. And, of course, Noah brought home the flu and he got us all sick. So we have had the flu all week and it is absolutely miserable. So go get your flu shot because my mom got her flu shot and she did not get this. And I'm telling you, it's miserable. It's going around. Huh. Well, guess what? I never get a flu shot. 
Of course not. <laughs> You're gonna regret it. This is miserable. Well, my kids are older now, so they don't usually bring home too many toxic diseases, which is good. Well, Aubrey, how are you feeling now? Are you feeling better? Uh, I'm getting there. It's you know we got it last week, and it hit it hits really fast and really hard. So Noah started feeling kind of sick on Sunday. And we were kind of like, oh, maybe it's allergies. And then Monday I started coughing and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> this is not happening. And it it was like I was hit by a truck. It hits quick and I'm miserable. And I'm still coughing and everything. But other than that, I'm, I'm okay. I had like a four-day fever. It's nasty. Oh, well, I'm glad you were able to pry yourself out of bed to come and record this podcast with us. No worries. I'm sitting in bed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, the important thing is you were home and laying around. You're able to watch all of Wednesday before we record. Got to look on the bright side. Got to yeah. look on the bright side. All right. And Joey, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm fine. I am just, it's really cold. So Mark, where you and I live here up in Massachusetts. It's our first snowfall of the year, first actual snowfall. And it's freaking cold out, man. And I had a snow blow when I got home from work today. It's like, ugh. <laughs> I, I don't know what it's like to live somewhere that doesn't have all four seasons. But if I can get three of the four and just skip winter, I'd be super happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Where thought... I work does not close for anything ever. So... There's no hope for like, oh, it's bad out. Maybe we'll close. No, we don't close for anything. Nuclear war is happening. You're going to work. Um, nice. We don't close ever. So it, it, it sucks because then you have to get up in the morning. And I, I just didn't do it today. I said, screw it. You know, I'm not getting up extra early to snow blow. It's not so bad that no one can get out of the driveway. I'll just do it when I get home. So I'm just really, really tired now. And this past weekend, I went to the movies. Even though we didn't have to go to the movies for the podcast, I went to the movies anyway, which is a weird feeling. <laughs> it's very strange, especially considering uh, the movies available for streaming. Yeah, we went and saw my son and I went and saw Christmas Bloody Christmas, which is the new movie from the director of VFW, which, if you remember from a few years ago, came out on streaming during the pandemic. And I loved it. It was in my top five of the year that year. Uh, we saw the trailer when we saw Violent Night and we were like, this looks amazing. We're going to go see it. And it was playing in theaters for like one or two nights only. So we said, fuck it. I got nothing else going on this weekend. I just have to watch Wednesday. I just bought the tickets and we went and we went and saw it. So um, it was great. I really, really liked it. But your mileage may vary, apparently, because uh, I know multiple people who did not like it. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I know Justin and Loisos from Epic Film Guys both did not like it. And I know some other people that did not like it also, but those are the two that I was really surprised didn't like it. But it's the story of basically a government project creates these uh, robots <laughs> and another company comes in and says, oh, well, we can use these to make a product for consumers out of them. So they make Santa Claus, robot Santa Clauses that are supposed to replace store Santas. And unfortunately, hijinks ensue. Okay. When one of them goes crazy and starts killing people, it's very violent and it's like a cross between like what you would think for a horror movie and a lot of influence from hardware. Did you ever see hardware, Mark? Oh, God. Yeah. Like on, on VHS, like forever ago. 
Yeah, it is definitely like probably the last like 30 minutes is basically a homage to hardware. So. Nice. <laughs> I really liked it. My son really liked it. But for some reason, a lot of people did not. So uh, it's streaming on Shudder if you want to check it out. But yeah, Christmas Bloody Christmas was what we checked out. And then obviously I finished Andor. I watched all of Wednesday in two days. And I watched another movie which really sucked that I can't remember. Oh, The Isle. That was what it was called. It was on Tubi. <laughs> Oh, uh, whatever. And you had go. the the father from oh. Violent Night was one of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's about uh, so sailors get shipwrecked on an island, and and it's mysterious. But in being mysterious, it was like boring. It was like they crashed into an episode of Andor wow. or something. It was really boring. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I did not like uh, the Isle, but whatever. I, I watched it. It was on Tubi. It's not, and the way Tubi is, if you don't have an account, once you start watching it, you can't like stop. So it's, you, have, you can't pick up where you left off. Um, so you got to finish it at that point. It's already been decided once you push play. <laughs> but enough about us. Let's talk a little bit more about us, Mark Ellis Reagans. Please tell the listeners where they can find more. So is your podcast. All right, so everybody can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. takes a lot of work okay you have to organize the guests you have to do a google calendar and then you build a following it takes a lot of time all right well it's time to talk about like i said earlier the most popular english language netflix show ever that's right tim burton's wednesday based on the adams family full season dropped on netflix in one day we all had a chance to check it out all of us have watched the full season, correct? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, says Aubrey. I'm very sick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just finished coughing. <laughs> so we've all had a chance to watch all of it. We're going to let you know what we thought. Non-spoiler, and then Mark will drop the drop delineating spoilers, and we will jump into it. And so if you haven't finished it, if you haven't even watched it, you'll at least know what we thought, and the rest of you can stick around for some more discussion. So to get started, Aubrey, are you a big Adams family fan? Um, I would say I watched it more growing up than I did the Monsters. So I can't say I'm like the biggest Adams family fan, but I I can say I've watched it a little bit. Or Kellis Riggins. 
Yeah, I wasn't really a fan of the TV show at all. I couldn't really get into it. I was a fan of the movies. Uh, I didn't love them. I didn't add them to my DVD collection. But when I saw them originally, I thought they were they were pretty good. I actually enjoyed those. So that's about as far as my fandom goes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I used to watch the TV show a lot when I was a kid. I mean, we talked about it ad nauseum on the show. It was one of those shows that was just always rerun when I was a kid on those weird superstation channels we got, whether that was TBS or uh, Channel 9 or Channel 11 out of New York. Uh, wherever we lived, that's what we got. And they always had weird reruns of old stuff. And Adam's Family and Monsters, of course, were always one of those things that was on there. So I definitely was exposed to it. I was surprised we didn't get Cousin It in the series. I guess that's a spoiler, but no Cousin It. I was hoping for his um, language lessons. Do you remember this episode, Mark or Aubrey, when Cousin It learned how to speak? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he. He learned how to speak, and he's like, the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. I don't know why I remember that, but for some reason, it's always stuck with me as a kid. Anyway, um, so it, we're not Adam's Family super fans here. So we're all kind of coming in this from a, an angle of people that are interested, but not foaming at the mouth uh, in love with this franchise. I, I think I saw the first movie with Raul Julia like once. I never saw the sequel, so I, I certainly didn't see the third one. <laughs> Did anyone see the third one, Mark? Did you see that? I forgot there was a third one. I totally forgot. It was with a whole different cast, right? Yeah, it's Tim Curry as Gomez. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I never saw that one. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I saw the first movie. I might have even seen it in the movie theater. I don't remember, but uh, I just... You know, I like it, but I don't like love it. I didn't watching the animated movies or anything like that. So let's get into it, man. Let's talk about Wednesday. Full season review. We all saw it. Markellis Reagan's non-spoiler. What'd you think? I thought it was cute. I thought it was really cute. Uh, if you watch the movies, especially the second one of the older movies, it's very clear that Wednesday Adams is the star of it. Or she has like her own kind of uh, uh, popularity. I guess you can say surrounding her. So making a show about her sounds great on paper. Uh, I like a lot of the ideas. I thought the the show as itself is a nice, fun, somewhat harmless teen goth show. So uh, yeah, I thought it was good. All right, Aubrey Litchfield. I I also really liked it. I thought that it was uh, different. I don't know how I feel so much about like the about Wednesday having her powers because they thought like the allure of the Adams family was just that they were weird. Not that they had powers, but maybe I'm just misremembering things. I'm going to be honest with you, Aubrey. I don't remember a goddamn thing about the original show other than cousin it learning how to speak. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that they were just like kind of weird. So I don't know. It, it's a, it's a kind of a different take. I do like it. It's just, again, it gives me that it's not the original feeling uh, like I've had with some other things where I'm being a big baby about change, you know? (laughs) Yes. Well, how did I feel about it? What do you think? What do you think, guys? Mark, how did I feel about this show? That's tough. Teenage girls in high school, you know? (laughs) High school girls being mean to each other. So, yeah, I'm going to say you loved it. (laughs) You would be correct, actually. <laughs> I, I did love the show. I have 
some issues with it and we will get into those issues and spoilers. But for the most part, I loved this show. I mean, me and my wife binged the entire thing in two days. So I, need I say more? I, I did not have to force myself to watch it. I didn't have to restart it after watching half of it because it was so boring. I hate you, I, you so know. much. Just pure, pure <laughs> hatred right now. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I think uh, Jenna Ortega is amazing. And she is, this is a career defining role for her. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I can't think of any, even after Christina Ricci uh, being the iconic Wednesday Adams in the movies, I, I can't see anyone being Wednesday other than her at this point. So uh, it, I, I just enjoyed it quite a bit and it had a lot of fun things that happened in it and a lot of really funny humor. It has some issues. It's not perfect, but I had a really, really good time watching it. And I want to talk more about it, but I don't want to spoil anything. So uh, really what you need to know is we all liked it for the most part. Nobody here said it was bad. So I think if you're uh, kind of on the fence, maybe check it out. At least watch the first episode and see what you think. And the rest of you stick around because we're going to drop the drop. We're going to talk a little bit more Wednesday. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right, I'm going to drag it out of you guys. Marcellus Reagans, what you like about this series? Obviously, the main thing about this show is the performances. Uh, Jenna Ortega is absolutely amazing as Wednesday. She crushes this role. I mean, I've always been a fan of hers. Or always. I mean, she's only been, been in a few movies, but... It's been in like three movies. <laughs> right, I know, right? Do you even count Studio 666 I, as her being in a movie? She's literally in it for 30 seconds. I so. totally count it because she's a girl that shows up that got attacked at the beginning of the movie. So, for some reason, her in danger just gets right to my heart. I don't know what it is about her. I don't know why they always have to put her in danger for some reason, but I think she's just a fabulous actress. And I think she is like... This is like perfect casting regarding any kind of adaptation. I thought she was fantastic. Uh, I also thought Gwendolyn Christie was great as uh, the the head of the school or whatever. I thought she was great. Uh, the girl that played Enid I thought was awesome. She was just the perfect kind of polar opposite to Wednesday. That actress just played that character so well. I, I, love, that, I love that character and I love what the actress brought to it. Uh, I love that Christina Ricci was actually in the show and not as a, hey, kids, look, remember Christina Ricci? Here she is. Like she actually <laughs> played a part in the show, like a significant part. And I actually really enjoyed that. They let her come in and do some work. And I would think after uh, Yellow Jackets, her schedule would be like, you know, completely packed or, you know, that she wouldn't be able to do anything extra. But she was in the show a lot and did a really good job. Uh, and I will say this has probably one of the most emotional scenes I've seen this year so far. It's when Wednesday hugs Enid. It is the Andrew Garfield catching Zendaya moment of 2022. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know why. Like I watched the show and I have my issues with it. But Jesus, that scene for some reason, and I've seen it a couple of times, that scene just works. It's done. It's shot well. The music plays well and the characters just deliver that performance. It's something that I didn't realize how much I wanted it until it happened. <laughs> and I was so happy it happened. So uh yeah, that's one of my that's one of my favorite scenes uh, of the year. Uh so and and I thought Pugsley was really good too. Uh he wasn't in it enough. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed his little uh cameos in there. I thought that was really good. Uh and that's it. All right. 
Aubrey Litchfield, let's hear some things that you liked about this show. I thought that it was really interesting. The concept is really interesting. Um, kind of how they adapted the Adams family to being like the supernatural mystery type show. I think that Jenna Ortega did a really good job. Um, she filled a a role that is, I mean, Christina Ricci's known for being Wednesday. So I think she did a really good job in filling that role and in doing it justice. I thought that uh, Gwendolyn Christie did a really good job as Weems and even Christina Ricci. I mean, she was in it and it, and it was, it was really cool. It was really cool to see her. And she has kind of like this motherly feel about her that really it, it's nice. I, I don't know. It, it's nice to see her kind of like taking care of Jenna Ortega while she's taking over the, the reins of this role. Um, Enid's it, she, she's really cool. Um, she's got like that annoying persona about her, but I think that she does a really good job, uh, playing opposite Wednesday. I like seeing, um, the take on Wednesday where it's, where she is, she's like, I'm the only one that's allowed to pick on my brother kind of thing. And then she, she finds that in the beekeeping kid, um, and she wants to take care of him and and stuff. So I thought that that was it was a really nice kind of uh, change of perspective on Wednesday Adams and uh, what's his face Gomez, the actor. I mean, he's he just kind of creeps me out. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that Catherine Zeta Jones did a great job as Morticia. Uh, this the overarching story is really interesting. It's got kind of like Sabrina vibes without being too annoying and, and overbearing. I really, I, I think that it's just, it's done really well. All right. Well, uh, as for myself, I gotta, again, echo what you guys said. I loved Jenna Ortega in the role. I think she's legitimately perfect in this role. It's the best performance in a TV series I've seen all year. <laughs> It's so good. Like she's hilarious. Uh, she, her lines land really, really well. She didn't blink for the majority of the show. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I I didn't realize that until like I was almost at the end of the show before I caught on to that, or before someone pointed it out to me, and I'm like, "Holy shit, you're right." Yeah, I read a uh, I read a article online where she talked about how she did a take where she didn't blink, and then Tim Burton was like, "Do that, don't blink." <laughs> So I guess in the eight-hour runtime of the series, I think she blinks seven times. Good Lord. <laughs> I did like that a lot. Obviously, like you guys said, Christina Ricci, it's great to see her back. I love Christina Ricci, so uh, seeing her at all is great. But uh, the fact that it wasn't, like you said, Mark, just a walk-on uh, member Barry's role, like she actually had something to do in the show, fantastic. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie, fantastic. Um, I loved all the uh, kids at her school for the most part. Um Bianca was really cool. I liked her story too. She had a cool story of her own that was kind of separate from what was going on with Wednesday for the most part. And it was interesting. So hopefully they'll pick up on the threads of that in season two. Uh, her mom runs a cult apparently yeah. using her siren powers to influence people through uh, some sort of app on their phone. <laughs> so that was, that was interesting. Uh, I liked the beekeeper kid. He was funny. Uh, Pilgrim world was pretty funny. And, I don't know if you pick, you picked up on this, Mark and Aubrey, and this might not be that exciting to some of the listeners that don't live anywhere near us. But 
uh, this took place in Vermont. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Pilgrim World reminded me of Plymouth Plantation, which is somewhere, or Old Sturbridge Village. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Which are both uh, touristy trap places in <laughs> Massachusetts based around literally that, like uh, reenactment of olden times. Um, and and at one uh, point, Wednesday has a 413 number. I was just going to say, at one point, um, Thing pops up and shows Wednesday's phone number to the guy that to Tyler. Is it Tyler? Yeah, probably. Tyler, yes, the yeah. Tyler that works yeah. at the coffee's place, and uh, it's Wednesday's phone number has a four one three area code, which is uh, Western Mass. So that was like hell yeah, Western <laughs> Mass represent. I found that to be amusing. You may not find that amusing if you don't live around where we live, but it was uh, pretty amusing, uh, and, and it, it just looked great. I think everything looked great. I thought the perform most of the performances were great, and, and I just had a really good time with it. I really enjoyed what was going on in the series, but there has to be things we didn't like. So Marcellus Reagans, what are things you didn't like about this show? All right. So the main thing that really just bugged me and it's a, it's a really nitpicky thing, but the special <laughs> effects on the creature that was attacking the kids never looked good at all. <laughs> at first I'm like, Oh man, that's cheesy. But I'm sure that's like, you know, that was like their first go at it. I'm sure they're going to fine tune it as you know the show goes on. And every time it made an appearance, I'm like, wow, that's really bad. That does not look good at all. So that just took me out of the show every time. There is a, it feels very influenced by Harry Potter. Like, let's make Harry Potter the TV show. Because there are so many things that's like, this feels so familiar to me. And even though Harry Potter is based on, a gazillion other stories just kind of all encapsulated into the world of, of magic. But this show felt so much like it was inspired by that. I was like, I feel like I've already done this before and I've, and it was better the first time. So maybe that's why I liked it more than you two, because I don't like Harry Potter and I barely watched any Harry Potter. <laughs> probably. So this is probably your first time seeing a bunch of kids from different kind of cliques fight a creature in their school and uh, have to team up with secret there, rooms and all of that shit. Are there cute goth chicks in Harry Potter? <laughs> uh, there might be one. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, all right. Well, then <laughs> point to Wednesday. <laughs> uh, and I also, you know, as much as I love her character, I don't think they quite nailed the ending as solid as I, as I wish I would have wish it would have been, you know, she talks a lot of smack and she, they give her good lines to do. And she nails every line. And the dialogue, her dialogue is the best on the show. But then there'll be these scenes where she's up against something and she'll have like a quippy line, like, you know, like, oh, you're in for a now type of line. And then she'll get her ass kicked. And it happened over and over again. Like she breaks free from the handcuffs in the, in the finale. She stands up, you know, she says, you know, something quippy to the evil guy. And then he just like stabs her, twists the knife. <laughs> And then she's dead. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, I guess that, that didn't work. And then she comes across the creature. She says another quippy line. The creature's about to kill her, and then a werewolf saves her. And then it happened again at the end. I'm like, God, it, I wish that she would, I wish there would be a moment where she would do something to back up her her attitude, her quippy attitude lines. And I felt like in the last episode, they just beat the shit out of her. Do you uh, think that was done on purpose? 
I couldn't wrap my brain around. Well, I mean, why. obviously it was done on purpose. Somebody wrote the script. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, is that supposed? Do you think that's supposed to be like, like a way of teaching her a lesson? Maybe. And in that, yes, she she thinks she is this badass. And what she's projecting is what we see on the show. We all think she's a badass, but when it finally comes down to it, she's really just a, a teenage girl <laughs> that probably weighs about eighty pounds. Right, that needs her friends. But you, you know, you get the impression up until she gets to that school that she doesn't really need anyone. Like she's able to mm-hmm. handle her own business, and and she does. You know, she's a smart kid, even though she tries to figure out the mystery and she blames the wrong person in every single episode. <laughs> Every episode, she's like, you're the killer. (laughs) And it's like, "Eh, that's not the killer. We'll find out the killer later on. So, yeah, that's the only thing. I think there was a little bit of a a weakness in the writing of of her character as we got towards the the end of the season. All right. Aubrey Litchfield, what did you not like about this series? I don't know why there's always some bald black chick that's the evil, like the, the bitchy other person. It's like that is Sabrina, too. Why? Why? Why she always gotta be sassy? Why can't she be the best friend? Well, they kind of started to be friends towards the end. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like the new thing, and I don't know if I like it. <laughs> hey, Arby, well, I think uh, you're gonna need to have a, a few more examples than just Sabrina in order for <laughs> us to feel that this is a trend that's coming. Uh, what was the movie that she was also in with? Um, Uncharted? Is she in Uncharted too? What? No. She, she's in the opposite of Spider-Man. Tom Holland. She's also in Tom. She's also she's also in that. Any anyway, I just I don't know. It it seems like it's like the new thing, at least with the teen shows that you guys have made me watch. That there's like some sassy, bald-headed black chick that that is always like the one that the protagonist has to go up against I don't know she should be the best friend or something she should always be the antagonist I I remember Um, so little about Uncharted I never remember pretty sure she's in it so I I don't know I I just kind of wish like you would see a different I don't know I also don't know how I feel about it being like the Adams family, but like supernatural powers is that earlier. And I don't know if I like that change, but you know, it's just because I'm one of those stupid ass people. That's like, well, I was just not the original. I don't know if I like change. Um, and I can't say that I like that about myself either. So it, it's not like I'm sticking to this is a horrible show because it's not like the original. No, it's, it's good in its own right. I'm just uncomfortable with change. Again, that the person that plays Gomez Adams, he's I don't know what it is about him. He just like he looks like he'd smell like old cheese. Wow. And I just I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, other than that, I mean, I don't really have much that I didn't like about it. Do you think that Gomez looks like that because he got cunnilingus cancer from Catherine Zeta Jones? I don't know. He just... I, <laughs> that is a deep cut joke that no one's going to give a shit about. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like I think that about him, like, anytime I see him in something, like, he just... I don't know what it is about him. Um, He's unattractive. <laughs> maybe. Maybe yes, that's, that's it. 
it's it's interesting to see uh, people's reaction to him because my wife said the same thing. She's like, I hate that actor. I'm like, why? And she goes, he's physically repugnant. Jesus. <laughs> so he must be gross because Jen likes me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's it's interesting to see what would happen if the actress for um, Morticia was really gross and everybody was like, "Ew, I don't like that actress. She's ugly." And see how the backlash would be. But that's okay. It's fine, dudes. No, we we got we had to hold it down as guys. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for feeling that way about him. I don't know. It just, I don't, I don't like the over PDA of them in the first place, like in the original. And, and so in this one, I'm like, oh, God, it's so gross. I don't want to watch people be all over each other. But that's just how I am with anybody. It could be two really good looking. It could be Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. And I'm going to be like, I don't want to watch you people. Well, isn't that kind of the point? Like Wednesday is clearly very uncomfortable about it. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) It sounds more like there's an issue with Aubrey instead of uh, an issue with Netflix's Wednesday. That's what that's what I'm hearing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. (sighs) All right. Well, for myself, uh, right off the bat, I'll never get to take Wednesday to the prom. So. Why bother living? That's how I feel. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> That's how I feel after watching that scene. I don't even know how the show doesn't just end after that dance. Like, how does her? Well, obviously, we know he's the bad guy after all. But how does that guy not just be like, all right, well, I'm going to leave and marry you now. Bye. <laughs> 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 I don't care about monsters or Pilgrim World. We're out of here. We're going to Vegas. <laughs> like, Good lord. Did she just seal up uh, Woman Crush of the Year with that scene? I I don't know. Everything is upside down now. I thought I had everything locked down. It's all upside down now. Uh, And Wikipedia tells me it's okay for me to say that. So don't worry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What did I not like about the show? So I got to be honest with you guys. Uh, When she is herself and going to school and interacting with her classmates and their classmates are different kinds of monsters and blah, blah, blah. And we're learning about how they all interact. And she interacts with her, with Enid and the mermaid girl. And they have a boat rate, anything that involved them at school. I thought was fucking fantastic. I know, of course that's my thing, but uh, I thought that was great. I felt like the mystery (laughs) kind of like intruded on what I actually wanted to see to the point where, uh, towards the end of the season, I was just like, I guess. All right. There's a monster fight a pilgrim, you know, I guess, you know, I just I really enjoyed her interacting with her peers and just going to school. I, I, I liked that most of anything in the series, because it, it, you're right, Mark. It's really just her always having witty quips <laughs> and stuff. But it was really enjoyable. So uh, it was frustrating sometimes when. It felt like a really good show, but someone put a shroud of CW over it. <laughs> it's funny you should say that. <laughs> the show is created by uh, uh, the guys that did Smallville, and Smallville okay. is the king of the CW schmaltz. <laughs> That's right. So it felt like there's uh, like amazing bones and, and less, even more than bones. There's amazing like flesh and bone here, and then somebody walked over and threw a blanket of CW on top of it. And I don't mean the teen romance that part's fine but a lot of the monster and the mystery and 
solving it. it. It was it was a little lost on me. I don't know how you get eight hours out of Wednesday goes to school and is a jerk. Right. <laughs> I mean, I would watch it, but I don't know if um, the entire world would watch it like they have this show. So maybe I'm completely wrong, but. The mystery stuff, for the most part, I could give or take, give or take it. I didn't really care, especially like towards the end. And then we get an after credit scene where Tyler is like hulking out into the terrible Uh, CG monster. uh, (laughs) And like, I just didn't care. Like I was done with it. And I was like, okay, fine. He's going to go away. We're going to move on to whatever happens next season. Hopefully it'll be about Bianca and her mom's cult or something different happens. Um, Instead, it kind of implies that. You know, Tyler's coming back and sh- not so special effects. Hyde is coming back. So, and I didn't like that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm reminded of your review of uh, Skeleton Key, where the kids went to high school and, you know, hijinks ensue. And you're just like, let's get to the mystery. Where's the, where's the right. unlocking of the mystery? And now it's reversed. Because the high school stuff at Lock and Key was face meltingly awful. Okay. Whereas the high school stuff in this was the best part of the show. And the mystery part was was kind of blah, whereas it's the complete opposite. It was the complete opposite. Like the whole crux of lock and key is built around like, what is this fucking house? What are these keys doing? Um, And they kept cutting away from that to have them go to some of the most excruciating to watch uh, teen high school scenes, whereas the high school scenes were enjoyable in this. So when they would take away from them to go to some s- stupid mystery that it, it, it just wasn't well done. I don't think the mystery is well done because you couldn't really put together what was happening. And she kept getting it wrong all the time. Like in every episode, she's like, I've solved it. It's really, you. <laughs> it really wore thin by like the second time. Um, and I think the other part that pissed me off, too, and is just that they kind of built up Tyler as was going to be her boyfriend. And I was kind of bought into that. So I guess. That's the storytelling, right? He's the bad guy and I'm right. supposed to be mad. Like, oh no, he's evil. I was really bought in to them being a couple. And I really didn't like the guy that was painting in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was. That guy was like, oh, that guy's the worst. He reminded me of, like some annoying guy from drama club or something. Like, I really didn't like that guy. <laughs> so when it ends up that he was the nice guy and, and potentially going to be your boyfriend in the future, uh, I was like, oh, that guy sucks. <laughs> I was hoping maybe she would like want to hook up with the B kid. Ugh. I mean, he's a loser, but at least you know, he's not some weirdo painting monsters in the woods. So, <laughs> oh, my God. So honestly, like that was kind of what was the big down to me was was the, the mystery part of it. Aubrey, am, am I completely out of left field here? No, I agree with you. I don't really like the painting kid either. He was really annoying. I liked Tyler more. I would have liked her to have been like in a relationship with a normal kid. Not like saying, you know, that being in a relationship with a weird kid is bad. I I mean, like, that's what they call them in the show is normies. So, well, it gives a good, like, basis for storylines. Yeah, I just I think it would have been really cool and interesting, but I mean, whatever, I guess she can date the stupid ass kid in the woods. Mark, what what happened with the mayor's son? Oh, the mayor's son. Uh, He got wrapped up in Bianca's storyline and I just my eyes just kind of glazed over at that point. (laughs) Well, he shows up and gets beat up by Wednesday. So he's like a bully. That's a jerk. Right. 
then he goes to the prom with Enid. Why? So that he could get into the school and paint them with blood, which was actually paint. She invited him, though, because he doesn't go to school there. So, like, where did they even meet or interact that I don't get? You know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. He, he, um. Right. He goes to school there. Her at the coffee shop. I thought he. I thought he uh, goes to that school because he showed up. Didn't he show up at the library with Bianca at the end? No, he had to do community service for painting the school red. Oh, and he had to do it at the school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he just randomly goes to the prom with Enid. Then all of a sudden he's like dating Bianca, and then he just disappears for the rest of the show. <laughs> what? Well, it felt like that was going somewhere, and then it went absolutely nowhere. Did he? So that I, I also was disappointed because I thought when they were going to turn the blood on at the prom, everybody was going to get crazy and excited, like uh, the movie Blade. Okay, <laughs> that would have been a great time to drop the soundtrack from Blade One and just have everybody continue to dance because <laughs> they're weirdo monsters. They would have loved having blood, right? Am I am I crazy here? <laughs> He would have backfired on the bullies. I don't know. I, I hate to be that guy that's like, well, I would have wrote it better. <laughs> but um, it, it just was a little strange. So it was one of those, much like the, all of a sudden a hot beef injection of CW into the show, was one of those things where like the writing kind of went weird. It's like, are these the weird kids? Or are they not the weird kids? Are the normal kids the normal kids? Or are they not the normal kids? Yeah. <laughs> it it, it it's not perfect, and that that's kind of where I'm coming from. So they haven't decided who they want to be yet. Mm. Uh, okay, all right, that <laughs> makes sense. Why was that one kid dressed like the Joker? <laughs> they were um, racing canoes. They were the Jokers. Yeah, he lived in they a society. Team. They were Team Jokers. Mark, why did no one think that? Why did everyone else play the race straight, but Bianca? cheated with mermaids and everyone knew that she cheated every year and no one tried to like counteract the cheating until Wednesday got there because everyone's scared of Bianca <laughs> just let her just let her do what she wants he's already made her claim as the top mean girl of the school no one's going to go up against her until the new kid shows up hmm. interesting well a couple more questions for you guys Aubrey are you without revealing your score are you all in for season two yeah, I guess I'll watch it. <laughs> Would you watch it if we didn't make you watch season two? I might start it. <laughs> You're willing to give it 35 minutes of the hour runtime of episode one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Markellis Reagan, season two, are you in? Yeah, I am. Because the show, as, as many problems as I had with the show, it's pretty harmless. The performances is what sells it. Jenna Ortega sells it. And I also want to learn the thing language. Like when the hand is like making moves, I'm trying to like decipher, like, can I understand what this hand is saying? So I I, I want more of the thing action in there. So yeah, I'm down for season two. I am also down for season two. But what did you guys think of the actual Adams family characters? Now I know Aubrey didn't like Gomez, but Mark, how did you feel about Uncle Fester and Pugsley and all the rest of the family. Yeah, I like Pugsley. I like Lurch. For some reason, Lurch was perfect, even though he was barely in there and didn't do anything. 
But when I saw him, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. That's perfect casting. Uh, yeah, I didn't really care too much about Gomez and Morticia. I thought Uncle Fester was okay, but Christopher Lloyd just crushes it in those movies. And, you know, that's kind of a, those are tough shoes to fill. How about you, Aubrey? I know you didn't like Gomez, but what about the rest of the Adams family? I think that they all did a really good job. I thought they were okay. Um, I didn't really like Fester all that much, but like Mark said, I think it's a really iconic role to jump into. So even playing it slightly different is going to be a little weird at first. Uh, maybe if he's in it more in season two, it'd grow on me a little bit more, but it was a little off-putting. And honestly, I got to tell you, I felt like a lot of times they would show up and do stuff and it intruded on the actual show. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, once her family dropped her off at the gate of the school, I didn't really need to see much of them other than thing for the rest of the series. I was all set. So, uh, and they got some cool jokes in when they came back, like they're eating potpourri for some reason. Right. <laughs> but for the most part, I, I was all set. I, my main love of the show was her being in school and interacting with the other students. So uh, I, I didn't need to see the rest of Adam's family and no cousin it. Yeah. I got to save that for the sequel, dude. All right. Well, hopefully in season two, we get some cousin it because <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite characters. All right. Well, the only thing left to do is to give it a score zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got for Wednesday on Netflix? I'm going to give it a four. All right. A four out of five. That's pretty high. Yeah, I thought it was good. Kept me in suspense. Marcellus Reagans. Yeah, I know, Joe, you weren't really that big of a fan of the mystery, but I will say the show did a good job of laying enough breadcrumbs to make me want to watch the next episode just to see what the mystery was. So because they did such a good job hooking me into it, uh, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Wow. Three and a half only, huh? Wow. Hey, Aubrey okay. gave it a four and it's high. <laughs> I know it's well. It seems high for Aubrey, but then you seemed more positive than her, and you're lower than her. So. Well, you know, again, the the last episode had some serious issues with it. They hooked they hooked me in. They they laid the breadcrumbs, and then they didn't quite stick the landing as well as I I wanted them to. So I think three and a half yeah. is totally fair. That monster looks like shit. <laughs> it really does. Like, it's so bad. And like I get it. It's like you want. It's not a horror TV show. You know what I mean? It's not like a horror thing where you want it to be scary, but it shouldn't look like garbage. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, didn't have to be scary. It could have still been cartoony or fun or even just kind of somewhat gross. Why did it look so bad? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it for like, especially when he transforms, he starts to look like Gollum for a second. Right. <laughs> it's dying. All right. Me. All right. I am going to go with a four out of five. I'm probably around a three and a half, but I'm going to give it an extra half star for Jenna Ortega because she's amazing. And I, I just I really enjoyed the things I enjoyed about it. And the things I didn't like about it were not deal breakers. So there was nothing in the show besides those shitty special effects. Let's be real. There's nothing in the show that made me say, oh, I don't want to watch this. Uh, like I said, we binge the whole thing in two days. So there was never a time when I said, no, I, the only reason I stopped on the first day is I had to do other things. I need to do errands and go to bed and stuff like that. So I might have finished it in a whole day. So it was it was good. Uh, it just has a couple seams showing at places. But otherwise, I am all in for season two. I had a blast. I loved it. Four out of five. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. 
The only way to let us know is to hit us up on social media and tell us what you thought of Wednesday on Netflix. But now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? I don't have anything. (laughs) Don't get the flu. Yeah, don't get the flu. Go get your flu shot. Mark Ellis Yeah, with the sequel to Avatar coming up, Avatar The Way of Water, uh, it might be a good time to go back and rewatch the original Avatar. It is streaming on Disney Plus, so you don't have to go downstairs and grab your special edition (laughs) Blu-ray DVD. You can leave it on a shelf collecting dust like with the other DVDs. Uh, But yeah, I would say watch uh, Avatar. It actually, there's parts of it that holds up incredibly well. And then there's some parts of it that's like, mm, I don't know, maybe they can do better. So I'm thinking a sequel is hopefully going to rectify that. But uh, yeah, it's still a good solid action movie. I like it. I watched it the other day. I th- still have about 20 minutes left, but I watched it on Disney Plus. Same reason, Mark. I, I haven't watched it in, what, 10 years now? Is it is it over 10 years? I think it's over 10 <laughs> 13 years. 13 years. <laughs> However long it's been. Uh, I, that was, I saw it in the movie theater. I loved it. Uh, without rehashing Avatar. The theater-going 3D experience for going to see that movie was phenomenal. I watched it once on Blu-ray. <laughs> I watched the absolute shit out of the special features on that Blu-ray because I could watch James Cameron talk about movie making forever. And that was it. So I, I had to do the same as you. I needed to get caught up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, and you're right. It looks gorgeous. And there's a lot of it that still holds up. It's It's a good movie. It's not James Cameron's best movie. But it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. I I will say it was funny because there's like callbacks in the trailer for Way of Water to the first one that I didn't even catch because like I hadn't watched it in like 12 years. (laughs) When she's like, I see you. And I'm like, oh, now I get why she said that in the trailer. Okay. I was like, my my reaction was like, well, no shit. You're like looking right at him. (laughs) Hey, we get an avatar over here. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Avatar is worth a rewatch, especially if you're going to go see the new one, because that's what Aubrey needed was not just three hours and 15 minutes of Avatar is an extra three hours. Of Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey is ready to Yay. commit. Aubrey's like, I'm ready to drown in a way of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aubrey is ready to commit to six hours of Avatar. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just for the record, I gave you the opportunity weeks ago to tap out for Avatar Way of Water because I knew it was going to be three hours and 15 minutes long and you did not take that opportunity. So I want to hear I like you, you guys. I want to hear you in the movie theater with your popcorn being like, I'm blue. Da-ba dee, da-ba dun. Oh, God. That's, that's what you're going to be doing because you love blue people. All right. I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our video and Patreon content and so much more on SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our aforementioned YouTube channel where there's hours of free exclusive content on there. Adam just dropped some more interviews as we speak, so check it out. There is our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash SoWizardPodcast can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content this month. Only place to hear our reviews of Andor, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, and Lindsay Lohan is falling into Christmas. 
So support the show. Get yourself some extra Soul Wizard in your ears. What will I recommend? So I watched a couple movies. Uh, aforementioned Christmas Bloody Christmas is on Shudder. Check it out. Like I said, your mileage may vary, but I really liked it. My son really liked it. So, you know, maybe we're idiots. We don't know what we <laughs> like. We don't know what's good. And uh, Christmas Story Christmas, which is on HBO Max. Uh, Mark, have you had the chance to watch this yet? No, I remember they announced it, but there was never like a big urge for me to go and watch it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's great, okay? but it's a million times better than I thought it would be. And okay. it's mostly kind of the same type of story, but from the perspective of being a parent instead of being the kid at Christmas time. So it's decently well done. I was pleasantly surprised that I didn't want to claw my eyes out while watching it. So Nice. Will, will this be the movie that plays over and over on TBS moving forward? <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> not even close. This is the Back to the Future 2 to the uh, wow. Christmas story Back to the Future. Uh, <laughs> We don't talk about a, a Christmas story two. Right. This is actually the third <laughs> chapter in the Christmas story saga, and then there's all these weird ancillary like sequels and like TV movies and all yeah. this shit. There's a whole a Christmas story cinematic universe. That's all you need to know. But this is the only one that counts. This is like the Halloween kills of a. <laughs> <laughs> this is Halloween 2018 of the Christmas story saga. <laughs> exactly. So check it out. It's on HBO Max, which you probably already have, and it's free. And of course, go to the movie theater and see Avatar, The Way of Water, because my friends, the last big movie of the year. And that's what we're going to be reviewing next week on So Wizard Podcast. But that's going to do it for episode number 436. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Have a great week. And the experts, Mr. Mark Cooney, Mark Ellis Ray. Yeah, everybody, go out and watch Avatar Way of Water. It's a small independent film that needs to make a lot of money <laughs> in order to break even. So support indie film. Uh, everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. James Cameron needs to get a, a new graft of chest hair. So <laughs> get out there and support. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Good journey. 